Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year, and we're so close to being done. We're in the book of Isaiah and working through the Old Testament, because now we finished Psalms, Proverbs, we finished the New Testament. So here we are going through the Old Testament, which is why we're taking three chapters at a time. However, we are doing the book of Isaiah, and God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. So it's God's words, it's God's message, and it's profound. You're going to read things that seem simple, seem confusing, seem um, disturbing, but it's profound because it's God's word. And so even though your conscious brain will say, I don't really like that, or that was boring, or I didn't understand it, your spirit is getting exactly what it needs because God is speaking through this prophet. So most of what you're reading is God's breathed word, his direct message, not just a story, not just um, the life of someone else, but it's God's word it, himself. So that's why sometimes you don't understand. You don't understand it because um, it will reveal itself to you in its proper timing. Okay, so let's jump into 29, 30, and 31 because these are big chapters. And um, I'm just going to read pieces, kind of give you a flavor so as you go into it. So chapter 29 is, it talks about David's city. Woe to you, Ariel, Ariel, the city where David settled. Um, and year to year and let your cycle of festivals go on. So that's what he's, so it seems like we're talking about a historical event, kind of. But then it shifts a little bit. And I think he's still talking. I don't know. I don't know if he's still talking about that city. But he says, be stunned and amazed. Blind yourselves and be sightless. Be drunk, but not from wine. Stagger, but not from beer. The Lord has brought over you a deep sleep. He has sealed your eyes, the prophets. He has covered your heads, the seers. For you, this whole vision is nothing but words sealed in a scroll. And if you give the scroll to someone who can read it and says, read this, please, they will answer, I can't. It is sealed. Or if you give the scroll to someone who cannot read and and say, read this, please, they will answer, I don't know how to read. The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Remember, God is looking at our heart. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. Oh, man. Therefore, once more, I will astound these people with wonder upon wonder. The wisdom of the wise will perish. The intelligence of the intelligent will vanish. Woe to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from the Lord, who do, who do their works in darkness and think, who sees, who will know? <laughs> That's so good. Isn't that so funny? Because we, it's like we go to church on Sunday and we think that God doesn't see what we do Monday through Saturday. Hilarious. Or we set goals and we do all these things without really consulting with God. <laughs> you turn these things upside down as if the potter were though to be like the clay, shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, who did not make, you did not make me. Can the pot say to the potter, you know nothing. Wow. 
again, I'm having my own revelation right now, even though I've already read this chapter, how silly it is to not consult God with our plans, even the smallest plans of our life. How silly. That's like turning things upside down. <laughs> does, the, does the pot say to the potter, you know nothing? And that's kind of how it is. That's what God is thinking when we're just going about our life, making our own plans and not consulting with him. Um, let's move on to chapter 30. Chapter 30, woe to the obstinate nations. Woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord, to those who carry out plans that are not mine, <laughs> forming an alliance, but not by my spirit, heaping sin upon sin, who do who go down to Egypt without consulting me, who look for help to Pharaoh's protection, to Egypt's shade for refuge, but Pharaoh's protection will be to your shame. Egypt's shade will bring your bring you disgrace. Didn't I just say that in the previous chapter? Wasn't even referring to the fact that Oh my goodness. Ah you see how things unfold? You see how the spirit reveals things? I mean, I hope it makes sense because I'm reading I'm getting wowed by a previous chapter and then it confirms it in the next chapter because I didn't know that it was going to say woe to those who go to Egypt without consulting me and yet that's what I was the revelation I was getting in the previous chapter and then it confirms it so good okay moving down to verse 10 they say to the seers See no more visions, and to the prophets, give us no more visions to, of what is right. Tell us pleasant things. Prophesy illusions. So they don't like these true prophetic words. They, they're like, stop it. Stop giving us these prophetic words. Give us illusions. No more visions of the future. Make something up. Good stuff. Pleasant things. Leave this way. Get off this path and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. And God continues to say, because you have rejected this message, relied on oppression, and depend on deceit, this sin will become become for you like a high wall, cracked and bulging, that collapses suddenly in an instant. Ouch. It will break in pieces like pottery, shattered in so mercilessly, that among its pieces not a fragrant will be found for taking coals from a hearth or scooping water out of a cistern. Okay. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. Ooh, 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 ooh. In quietness and trust is your strength. Okay, let's just kind of rest on that one for a second here. In repentance, true repentance, not the, the fake kind like, okay, I forgive you. No, it's a heart posture. And if you know the difference, you know the difference. You say you forgive someone, but true repentance is a heart shift. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, but they didn't want anything of it. They didn't want anything of it. Um, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep 
no more how gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teacher will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears and your will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's how you hear the voice of God. And he's saying, you can do it. You can hear God's voice. And it'll say, this is the way, walk in it. And then then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. And you will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, away with you. That's what you're going to do with your fake gods, your fake comforts. One day, that's what you'll do with the things of destruction, the things that comfort us. Away with that. You'll find such peace in, in God, especially get in the habit of reading the Bible. You'll have such peace. And you're like, I don't know what I'm reading, but I feel good, so I'm going to do that. Or in the middle of the night when you wake up and you're lonely or you're sad or you're depressed, you'll just pick up the Bible and read it because you're going to feel your spirit. Um, Verse 27, see the name of the Lord comes from afar with burning anger and dense clouds of smoke. His lips are full of wrath and his tongue is consuming fire. His breath is like the rushing torrent rising of the neck. He shakes the nations in the sleeve of destruction. He places it in the jaws of the peoples, a bit that leads them astray. And you will sing as on the night you celebrate a holy festival. Your hearts will rejoice as when people playing pipes go up to the mountains of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. Now, as you read this, you might go, what, what? Did we just shift gears? He's constantly going back and forth from a prophetic word about a nation to what's going to happen to the earth, what's going to happen to the people, but then how to be rescued from it, how to have salvation, and how to have peace and strength, it's all here. It's it's like a mishmash of mysteries. That's why you have to read the whole thing. Okay, verse 31. I'm sorry, chapter 31, right? Yes, chapter 29, 30, and 31. Woe to those who rely on Egypt. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strengths of the horsemen. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel for seek or help. Didn't we just read this? I don't think so. Are we? Nope. Chapter 30 was about Egypt also. Again, we're talking about them again. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Yet he he too wise too is wise and can bring disaster. He does not, okay, going on and on to those who don't listen or don't seek God's comfort and advice and support and direction and guidance. Um, So it's a lot about destruction for those who do not follow God's ways. It's not a very long chapter. There you go. Very common theme amongst chapter 29, 30, and 31 wasn't really done on purpose that I know of um just happened to be that that like cluster of chapters with a common theme all right my friends that was um pretty deep dive into chapter 29 30 and 31 I hope you enjoyed that and uh make it a great day and I shall see you soon